0: 50% righteousness. Yo, Angela Yee, yeah, I love you. 50% righteousness. I'm ratchets to sit down. A I like 95% I don't. ratchet. This has
1: become the most prominent form for him.
0: Wake your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, Oh hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's
2: most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy, the people's choice. Angela Yee, I'm a sweetheart, but I will cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of, Prince of people on. I can't believe
3: you guys are the best. kids.
1: Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches.
2: Whether you're mad or blessed.
4: Say it with your
2: chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So
0: you
4: better have the same energy. Yeah. Jay from Virginia, what's up? Oh, my God. Hey, guys. Uh Angela Yee, Charlamagne, Envy. Oh, my God. I've been trying to get to you guys for, like, a long, long time. Oh, my but God, I you am- made it. All right, so I sent you, ye an email about, you know, me trying to set up a a podcast and everything. Listen, I am bisexual, I am black, and I'm proud of both of that. And I've tried to start a movement on social media, but, you know, internet trolls trying to block my shine and all that. So I just want to share that, you know, bisexuality is not a myth. It's none of that. It's real, and I am living proof. Who the the hell said bisexuality was a myth? Who said that? Well, well, no one really said that, Charlamagne. It's just that there are certain people, even especially on social media and in the Internet, they treat it as a, as, a, as a, like a joke. So, that's well, right. so let me ask you
5: this. When, when you're dating a woman, do you tell her that you're bisexual? You also deal with men?
4: Yes, I do. Okay, as long, I you're straight up and hon-
5: as long as you're straight up and honest, that's all that matters.
6: In your professional opinion, uh, who gives the best fellatio, men or women? What do you prefer?
4: <laughs> well, listen. So You see, you uh, talk about people taking it like a joke. General- when I
6: ask you a serious question, you
4: laugh. Okay, okay, okay. Only because I get that a lot. Okay. Just, just so you know. Um, it's just, I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, whoever I'm dealing with, I mean, it's no competition at the very end of the day. To me.
6: So you just greedy then. It just thought, depends thought, on the person. Thought, oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. no.
4: Oh, hold oh, on, oh, sorry. I'm going to have to stop you right there, dog. I respect you. I, I follow you, all that. But I got to stop you right there bisexual people are not greedy dog that's that's the most popular misconception we're not greedy we just have no preference like uh, people have no preference (laughs) for race people have no preference for gender dog that's what I'm saying if
7: Charlemagne had to pick one which one would you suggest to him Wait, pardon? If Charlemagne had to pick one, don't I- answer that question, bro. <laughs> Listen, I bet you used to love Rich but no, I ain't matter, got no time. It's not a matter of choice,
4: people. It's just a matter of you know who you like is who you like, and that's the very end of the day. Who is in my bed is none of y'all business. It's mine. Well, don't that's call that's what up the saying. radio telling us about <laughs> your bedroom <laughs> activities, then. Goodness gracious! Yeah,
6: who is in my bed ain't none of y'all business. But you the one calling up here volunteering that you buy and want to start podcasting everything. Get it
7: off your chest, Sean. Sure, why you mad? Why am I mad? Get the mother squirters
1: out here. Were you mad at your woman because she squirts? Oh no, I'm talking about some bitches on Sixth Street that I pulled
6: tonight. Were you mad that they squirt? What's what'd you say? Squirters? What'd you say?
1: All right, so I got Mm -hmm. off and I got a little squirter that I brought back to my car and she done spider webs all over my car. You brought a prostitute? That's a prostitution.
6: You know you paid for a prostitute.
1: No, pe- no, nah, nah, it wasn't no
6: prostitute. She got me. I'm gonna park. be honest with you, bro. If, if it's your, your woman or your wife or your man, girl, and she's she squirts, then that's exactly what she did. She squirted. But if it's just some random chick, she peed all in your car, bro. Sorry, bro. You got your car got peed hey, in. Hey, hey Charlie Man, I heard you. I know that's true, but I, I, I mean
1: that's true. With a, you know what I'm talking
3: about. Charlamagne's Man, the God.
6: Yeah, God bless all you brothers that are What's partaking in weed in this early in this morning. <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? Dude. Still on a high from your pills from last Durfully night. Definitely high. Sleek all the drug addicts that listen to The Breakfast Club. We appreciate you, man.
7: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset or if you're blessed, you can call us at any time. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up, wake up.
6: Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your
7: chest.
6: Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
7: Cardi. Card A. <laughs> Yeah. What's up, bro? Why you mad this morning? Man, I'm mad because, yo,
1: my little brother had me drop him off. He said he was going to a friend's house. So I, I go to the store or whatever when I drop him off. So on my way back, I go to pick him up. It's like 20 cops out there and somebody running behind him trying to beat him up. He tried breaking somebody's crib, yo. Your little brother? Wow. My little brother.
7: You should whoop his ass. Yo, I, yo, when he get out, I'm going to whoop his ass. For real, yo, yo, Charlamagne there? Yeah. I'm right here, bro. Yo, Charlamagne, yo, you my boy, yo.
6: I just got done reading your book. Hey, thank you, man. Black privilege opportunity comes to those who created. Is available now. Hey, listen, man, I don't think you should whip your little brother's ass because you never know what's going to happen to him in jail. His butt might be a little tender. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, no, uh, he, he might come home with a little tender butt. So no, don't, you need
7: to whip his <laughs> ass. Don't, don't,
6: don't yeah, go but whipping his... Hey,
7: hold on, the thing is, yo, he just got out not even a week ago. How old is he? He's 18. Where's what your the, dad? Your dad around? His dad's around? Nah, his dad's
6: up in Philly, where we from. Well, this is what you got to say to him. Please say this to him. Be like, yo, you must got a boyfriend in there because you keep wanting to go back. You got to say that to him. That's going go. to piss him off. I'm going to say I'm going to say He might
0: try swing on me, but I'm going to say it. You got to say that. How
6: old are you? I'm uh 24. You ain't scared
7: of him, right? Nah, I will be knocking him out. Ah, right, cool. All right, just making sure.
6: This sound like uh, uh, I, ATL part two. You sound like T.I. Little big brother. <laughs> little, wanna big brother. <laughs> little big brother. Want to check little brother because little brother out there in the streets. Wild.
1: Hello, who's this? Man, this is J-Dog, man. Charmaine like the God, man. You, God damn, bro. You are a legend,
6: dude. Let me tell you, you are a legend. Who the hell is Charmaine the God? Man, you, man. You are
1: Charmaine the God, man. Charlemagne the God. <laughs> man, come on, man. Hey, hey, ask Angelie, boy. I be dogging you, clouding you because I want you to come out and play some ball with me and my what? boys. I'll be calling
6: you a busted because I want you to come play ball, bro. You said you want me
7: to play with you and your boy's balls. What happened? This is getting awkward. I know that I gotta gotta you go man, man. got
6: y'all a little gassed up, but I don't get down like that. <laughs> Gosh. That's a little awkward. Hello, who's this? Good morning, is Shakita. Hey, Lakita, you mad or blessed this
7: morning? Um,
1: I'm mad
7: this morning. So right. I just You're left mad. the gym. I was feeling
1: all good. And my 60-year-old, come out. So I'm talking about, mommy, where you at? And I'm like, I'm just leaving the gym. what's wrong? I'm talking
6: about some "Oh, hurry up with the car. You know i got to go to school and do this program. Come That's right. my own car. Yo, your child is focused, all right? <laughs> he, he need his ride to school. He pressing you. That's right. She need to focus some of that money from that
1: part-time job she got on this court note. she want to rush me in my car. And
6: f- God, son, you must You must have left the gym feeling single and child-free. At least she want
1: to go to school. No, not single. Definitely not. I need my husband to come through with that mortgage, but there you that's
7: you a little time
6: go. Free. Well, <laughs> guess what? She, she got a harsh reminder this morning. You better take that girl to school. Thank you, Mama.
7: <laughs> All right. <laughs> tell them why you mad or tell them why you blessed. 800 585 It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special Guest in the building. I still call him Murder. His name is Murder. The streets murder. Lenny gonna call Grant him I'm going to call him Grant is
5: in the building. Thank you, thank, you, thank
7: you, Yee. Thank guy, you, Yee. Thank you. That Grant. Congratulations. I seen something yesterday where it said you just made millions doing something. Doing that so much. Bitcoin. They, and they jumped out the window. I
0: definitely didn't make millions <laughs> okay, okay. yet. This but I was. I was. I was, doing Bitcoin. I was in early on, on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and all that. Word. I've been got the word on that a little while ago. How so. long would you invest? Ooh.
7: Who gave
0: uh, you the word of that? What, what? I got, I got a, a scammer friend. So, um <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> uh-huh. he used to, you know, you had to use Bitcoins back in the days to buy all the pieces. All, that's how the scammers used to buy their pieces. Really? So, he used to talk about Bitcoin all the time. I need Bitcoin. I need Bitcoin. Give me some money for Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, Bitcoin for what? He's like, oh, that's how I get the pieces. Mm. So, then, you know, I found out like, oh, okay, this is real, like. Let me
5: invest. Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: things people really doing. So, you know, he got down with it. My boy White got down with it too. He, he he bought a little bit more than me. He mm. came all the way up. And how long, long ago, He how should long, have been in that article. How long ago was this? Um, this was about two years ago. Oh yeah, y'all got it then. Yeah, the Bitcoin years
5: been around since way before that. It been year. around
0: for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. It been around for a long time. How yeah. much you buy? Yeah, been around for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's should trying to get to <laughs> 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 you know, it. That's
6: a good story, though, man. It's finally, some scamming in Brooklyn led to something positive. It led to something positive.
0: Yeah, 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 That's yeah, before yeah, a guy
6: yeah. that used to be named Uncle Murda. You Murder,
5: know
0: what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah.
5: It's good for Lenny,
0: definitely. Said, Lenny Grant. Definitely. There you
6: go. Is this your, this your third name change? No, second. Because they tried Uncle M before. Try Uncle M.
0: That definitely wasn't working. Your uncle M didn't work. Yeah, tried U-M for a minute, too. That didn't work. People start saying, um, I'm like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, we, we ain't going to do that. But Lenny Grant is, um, it's my name anyway, so it feel good. That's I, the name on the checks. Yeah, so yeah. it feel good, man. I saw you in your gear as a, a, what were
5: you, a security officer?
0: Yeah, shout out to 50, but he actually <laughs> had me do my first movie with, um, Bruce Willis. I wasn't a security officer, though. I was, um... I was protecting the money.
5: Okay. Yeah,
0: the so armored truck. Yeah, I had the gun it. and all that. Okay. So I felt a little bit more important than just the regular security guard. I had to
5: make sure you wasn't a flashlight. Yeah,
0: nah, no, no, no flashlight, cop. I was <laughs> crap. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing your first movie. That was dope. Right? Like you know, I had a little experience from doing Money and Violence and all that. But um, as far as the real actual movie set, it was real dope, man. I even had my name on the chair and all that. Like I killed Uncle Murder on the chair. I said, okay, we lit.
5: And to be with such veteran actors, too. Definitely. Bruce real Willis. For I real. forgot
0: the other guy from The Purge, who was just in The Purge. He was in it two, one of the main actors. So, yeah, it was dope.
6: Why do you always want to get hardcore criminal rappers to play law enforcement? Oh <laughs> do, they, do they do that to prove y'all can
0: act? Definitely. <laughs> or, or just, I feel like, to be in control. Like, all right, we know you're a bad guy, but look, now you got to do this. Yeah, Take yeah, it or yeah, yeah. leave it, kind of. So, they did that I definitely AC. took it.
6: Remember, he, that's how they did what I see. I see the Cop Killer back in the day. Now he made a lot of money playing the cop. Hey, he still,
0: look, he law and order. He's still doing it.
6: You think you could do something like that? For the check, why not? Absolutely. Yeah, for the check, I could, you know,
0: switch it up.
5: Now, you know, we had um, LeVar Ball up here the other day. We know that's you know, the a-
0: father, right? That's mm-hmm. yes, the father. Yeah, yeah. You seen when, your tweet?
5: LeAngelo Le- Le- and were <laughs> up here also, but you're not a fan of Alonzo Ball at all. Definitely
0: not. You know what? Just not. Well, hold on, let me read the tweet.
6: Alonzo <laughs> Ball, he a bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because Lonzo had on the Nas Maddox shirt. Right. Before, you know what?
0: I think he's a bummer. I, I heard he, what he had said about Nas when they was trying to um, – I think he tried to say, like, the Migos, like, Nas he's ain't 19, got nothing on the Migos. No, but I get that. But also, when it comes to just basketball, I think he's overhyped. I don't think he's putting in that work. People still trying to say, like, give him a chance so he got more learning to do. Nah, it's just – he ain't getting it right. I think he's overhyped as a basketball player. And I think the though. sneakers is trash. He's a rookie, but, I mean, you had a lot of rookies that came in –
6: and handle their business. Kobe averaged seven points his first year in the league.
0: Oh, you a Lonzo Ball
6: fan. I get it. No, 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 okay. no I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of black entrepreneurship, though. Like, I don't understand why we so upset that this man is saying the system, I want to do my own thing. Like, as far as with the sneakers?
0: Yeah. So I wasn't mad at him for that. But I mean, I don't think the sneakers is hot. No, they're not hot. But, exactly. So but, it's not like just because... There's a million black people trying to do something. We're not going to just support it just because it's a
6: black-owned business. At least let it be something that we actually like. I think in that situation we should, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he can change the complexion of the NBA forever. Like, he should have been mad guys that have been billionaires off their sneakers. No, you, what I, he said is real. They give you $20 million, and they're going to make $200 million off No, you're right about that part. So I like I like that, that he's shaking up the system from that But
5: anymore. you don't like what he did with Nas. No, he said definitely it Nas. don't. Yeah, no, I definitely don't like what he said
6: about Nas. No, mm-hmm. definitely not. How'd you feel about when LeBron said he was the king of New
0: York? I mean, I get what he was saying. You know, basketball. He on a he feel like he always have a good game at the Garden. So I get that.
6: No, Cole got him back at Cleveland. Cole got him back at Cleveland. That man stood in the why middle of While we giving garden. him a pass like yes. that? Yes. why
0: we giving a pass we're not, we're not giving him a pass. We're saying we understand he always has a good game at the garden. But king of king New, New York. York. King of New York, brother. King of New York. Don't you try to game. get Lenny Grant I mean, to go that's on Twitter that's what and they F LeBron. That's what they get for not letting Charles Oakley in the building. Because Charles Oakley would have smacked him or something. <laughs> and then I would have definitely put that in the wrap-up. You know so Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. You do the wrap ups about
5: to come out. Oh, definitely. Is it Is 70%
0: done okay. things, what are things are still more about? happening because you know the white boy just finessed everybody out the money acting like he was getting bullied and yeah, things yeah, that yeah, nature yeah, did, racist yeah, white yeah, boy yeah, so I had to save some things I know I couldn't just wrap it up yet what else
5: happened this year
0: there's a lot, Damn. lot of Trump. There's a lot, you yeah, a lot of Trump. I mean, yeah, Omarosa just
5: got fired.
0: I'm disappointed in you know the accusations on my of boy Russell Simmons. Um, mm. I'm disappointed in Usher. I'm disappointed in Bobby V. Um, well, Bobby disappointed v did, in R. Oh, Kelly. Oh, I
6: forgot about Bobby. Oh, don't worry, I'm now, gonna remind up. you. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay, okay. Let's back up for a second. Why are we
5: just disappointed in, this... in Bobby Valentino?
0: We're disappointed because he he ain't come out the closet, but got caught coming out it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He might not have known. He said he didn't know. Huh? He He didn't know. He knew. He knew. He knew. knew Okay, now,
5: what about with Usher? We don't know for sure that he has herpes.
0: You know my problem with Usher? He never said he didn't. So that's that's the problem (laughs) with me and Usher right now because I actually grew up to Usher music, man. Like, you know, like... My first son is here courtesy of us and some of the music he was making back then. So does so, that
5: make you look at him differently? Yeah, yet? I'm
0: just upset with him. Like, why not come out and say I don't got it? Because <laughs> might have it.
6: Yeah, yeah but the, so that's why he's going under the bus. All right, look. All right. Or oh, you oh, may not want to address it because it's a lie. Some people just choose to ignore. Nah, nah you don't, nah, you nah, don't, you you don't ignore I that. that.
7: But yeah, all right, they say what? One in three people have herpes. So that means two people in here have herpes. There's oh, four man. Minutes. No, in the whole room, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's two people in there. You know what I mean? So you, you can look around. Right, so, if so you look around ahead. hard enough, you can figure it out, Envy. You Envy, can say what you figure, figure it, say. it out. I just <laughs> took my
6: physical. I'm clean. <laughs> Plus, honestly, yo, nobody cares about the truth when the lie more entertaining. So <laughs> yo, <laughs> 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 you can say you don't got it. Like, nah, exactly. we would okay. rather us to have herpes right now. It's a better period. story. <laughs> it's a better story. It's a better story.
7: We have more with Uncle Murdo when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning,
2: the Breakfast Club
7: morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club, we have Uncle Murder in the building, Yee.
5: What about Tyrese, Is, did he
0: make it in? Tyrese definitely made been- oh, Gotta man. give him some boss. Yeah, talking about he getting five mil from Willie J. <laughs> 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 He's all the way in there. Now the wrap up gonna be fun this year, man. Um, You know, I actually was arguing with Mad Scales yesterday, man. He, uh, yeah, I saw you, he
5: was coming about for his... what? Not that y'all
0: argue every year around that. Yeah, this no, time. but no, he actually like kind of got a little aggressive. Sway posted something up on um on the gram of me talking about the rapper, but then I see like Maskell said something like, yeah, look at this kid. Like, look, I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> so <laughs> me and him just start going back. I'm like, yeah, I took your shit home. Yeah, yeah, you know how that. Brooklyn do. I took your And what he say back? He said, who's this?
6: (laughs) How long have you been doing it now? Like four
0: years? This gonna be, yeah, this gonna be the fourth year. The fourth year. And and, I mean, yours made noise because other people tried to do it, but... But it just didn't work like that. Exactly. I told him, I said, yo, you got the PG version, man. i like the Rated R version. That's a fact. Like, he the creator. It's all good. Salute to him, man. So
5: when is this Lenny Grant story coming out?
0: The Lenny Grant story probably gonna come out around 2018, four. Something like that. You know, we just dropped Don't Come Outside, DCO. Mm -hmm the mixtape we just dropped that so we just preparing for lenny grant but yeah around 18 four is everything working out with, with, with g unit man been great man i went on tour i've been in and out the country they let me go to canada with my felonies courtesy of 50 we ain't have to call drake um yeah <laughs> so far i've been great did my first movie i'm about to shoot an, um, another movie next month 50 got me doing so so far i've been dope great experience with g unit man
6: not a, it's not a traditional indie right what you mean? Like as far as like, cause, I mean, it they was they're a major brand. So oh, yeah, it's, facts, yeah, yeah, facts, no, that's facts. Indie yeah. Fifty paid for everything himself. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's,
0: not, a, that's, a that's the part I like about Fifty too. It's Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he said he gonna do something. He's just gonna do it. it. Ain't no bullshit.
6: Just hit
7: him just now. I just, I just seen on the um paper that he got a uh, eight figures for a stars deal. And I said, y'all say, say your Christmas is coming around, man. You gonna give? He's <laughs> 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 gonna drop something off. But, now, Love and Hip Hop. I'm sure they approached you several times. Yeah. Why didn't you ever do Love and Hip Hop?
0: Um, you know what? I was entertaining it when it first when it first came out for a minute. I was entertaining because I thought it could be um something to promote the music. But as the as the show just kept going on, I just felt like you know what? This probably wouldn't be the best thing for me. I don't I don't feel like it turned out good for the um for the rappers. I feel like the females come up more mm-hmm. off that show than the actual dudes. I'm trying to think what
5: dudes have come up off of
0: that. Maybe Stevie are- J. He might be like the only one I think that ran off that of it that people yeah. got on. With Stevie J, but other than that I it was kinda hard for the fellas Ray to come out. Pat got, got a pap
6: Pat good out here. Pat profile went up. Black love. Said
0: Ray J? Yeah. Yeah. You mean just as far as rap though? Yeah, as far as the rappers, yeah. I think I I don't I don't think the rappers need to be on love and hip hop like that. Not if you still trying to do certain things. If you still think you can make an impact. Or you know you still got some type of relevancy in this music game. I don't think you. Well, you know that a, show
5: is supposed to be more about the women. Yeah, so, so I think it, it, it's, it's
0: for them. They right, get to come up them. often more. But then
5: maybe if your woman wanted to just you know get out there and do it, it would be you doing it for no, her to be able no, to. No, no,
0: love and hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> no, love in hip hop. for her. No love in hip hop. She's actually working on a book right now, so yeah, shout out to my What's that she book going to be about? It's called Naked Soul.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's about um uh, a, a relationship and then. The dude winds up cheating mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. one of her friends that had a um, STD, and it was just a whole. Well It's not a true life story, right? Huh? No, it's not a true well, life story. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's we less.
6: don't, we don't know Usher. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what how are you and Skills collab at the end of the year with Sam? Mm. You know, it's crazy. Clark
0: Kent actually tried to put that together, mm. but I guess. Because I guess he told me, like, Kim and um, Skills was like, you know, he said, that's one of my close friends. Right. Um, Clark Kent actually called me. Like, yo, Skills is one of my close friends. And I actually told him, um, you know, he told me, like, yo, murder, you got, like, the rated R version. He got the PG version. But, yo, I feel like y'all need to actually put something together. And I'm like, yo, let him know I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? I said, yo, I wouldn't mind doing that. That'd be dope. This is after the first year I did it. But, um, I guess don't. Skills felt a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. no, this dude is taking what I'm doing. I only wait once a year to do something, and this dude want to come <laughs> over here and try to take it. I ain't sharing.
6: Skills sh- so. is a teacher though. He's a pro- he's a, he's a professional college teacher now, right? Yeah, I think he teaches like college or something now. Yeah. But you, feel,
5: you understand him being upset? No, around. I get. I understand
6: yeah. why he's mad.
0: I mean, do I give a f- no? But I, I get why Christ, he mad. Yeah, I don't. I saw, I saw you say Macy's is going to hell. Yeah, I think Mace is going to hell. <laughs> why do why you think he's going to hell? I think he's going to hell because you playing around with the, the the people like that. Like, I don't really think his heart is in to preaching, like, really like that. Like, don't do that if you're not serious like that. I think mm-hmm. it really was a hustle to him. I don't think he really takes it that serious. So I feel like when you play with a higher power like that, man, I don't think it's nothing good going to come out of that, man. Mm-hmm.
5: Now, you've also talked about your kids listening to your music, right? Yeah. I'd rather them that.
0: listen to Kendrick Lamar. Oh kids My son is um seventeen that's and my daughter's eight. Yeah, that's the old That's
5: the one that was uh, sexting you by accident.
0: Yeah, it te- yeah, texted me about in the box and all that, <laughs> and then try to clean it up. Oh dad, that wasn't for you. Um dude, that was a mistake, I Dad. Not. I don't I don't really <laughs> the box, dad. I was just playing with her. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh because y'all
6: Jamaican, right? Nah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, this guy here. I was trying to remember why you, you thought that was a bad thing. Nah, yeah, I mean, you I used embarrass to
5: embarrass him. That's I right.
0: used to feel a little funny about it, but for him, yeah, no way. Don't just be out there in the box. Slow you, down. You, yeah, you, that's you, that's wait, you, wait make sure it's the right woman <laughs> for you down there. You know what I mean, testing the waters.
5: What conversations
6: do you have with your son now, especially when we see like how everything's changing as far as sexual assault allegations and harassment, like just I hate to say it, but a lot of things that were normalized in our generation are Yeah, that was yeah. It's, it's something else now. I just can't go him. Mean, he 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 really into the
0: females a lot. Like he stay on his phone like yeah, if it ain't sports he's really just like into the ladies, man. I just tell him to be careful. Don't put your heart In nothing right now And definitely understand No is no Cause last thing we need Going on until my uncle Murdered son locked up For rape Or some things like that So I just tell him You know If it's no it's no And just you know Continue to be a playboy Like he is Do you yeah. meet some of his, uh, his
5: Women friends Yeah I
0: actually met One of his girlfriends just before. One. Yeah just one of them
5: so that's the serious one. He
0: actually broke up with her now. So you're like, yo, dad, I'm back to being a player. I'm like, <laughs> <"I ain't> cool. <laughs> back to being a on, See, that dad. means
5: his heart's a little
0: broken. Yeah, it was. I could tell it was, because he really liked that. We took our um, it was his birthday. We had like a, a big little dinner for him and he invited a man uh-huh. for the first now, time. That's
5: nerve-wracking. No uh-huh. You gotta meet my dad.
0: Why do you want your kids to listen to Kendrick and Cole more than you? I mean, not more than me, but I, I prefer <laughs> that to be their cup of tea because at least you get a type of a a good message from them. It's not always like just about, you know me, I come from a violent background. My oldest son, he kind of seen certain things mm-hmm. when he was young, when he come up, stand with me as far as when I was really into the streets. So he get it, and he see the change now. Like, alright cool, things ain't like that no more. I ain't got to be doing this, that, and third, so he ain't exposed to that no more. He see the change, but as far as like, you know, the content, sometimes I know my music might be aggressive. I'm, I'm real aggressive. I got real rated R music, mm-hmm. and it's cool, but I like the message sometimes that J. Cole and Kendrick you no know, Cause they ain't always You know they ain't talking about Popping pills The thing that's cool now Even right. though I get it Us growing up It was weed Before us You know It was in the coke And crack But you know Our generation was more weed Liquor mm-hmm. So I get it The new generation They in the popping pills mm-hmm. And Xannies And that's they thing But I don't mean I want my son Growing up Thinking that's cool So I rather like, yo, Pay attention to Kendrick And Cole <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know Get that understanding That just uh-huh. everything You hear in rap music Ain't to be done we appreciate you joining us. I appreciate y'all having me. And, yeah, and thank you,
5: Lenny Grant. Thank you, thank Lenny. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Murder, I, I still, yeah, right. sometimes I get mad when I hear Lenny Grant because I still like, no, nah, it's still Murder, but, <laughs> but then when they say Murder, I'm like, yo, it's Lenny Grant, man. <laughs> What's going He's on? He's going. Well, there you have it. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Uncle
7: Murder, Lenny Grant, whatever you want to call him. You have him. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. You ready? though? Right? No, DCO, don't come outside. Out now.
7: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building with now us this listen. morning. No,
5: we have one special guest. Yeah,
6: we uh, always uh, say we got special uh,
7: guests,
5: <laughs> right, in the building.
6: we don't it. Don't, it, like that, it don't always apply to everybody, some right?
3: Disrespectful. This one, <laughs> this one <laughs> definitely I'm a, I'm applies. Dude the show, I'm do when it start on show Like, yo, see if we can get Donnell to come in. But I'm cool with that. We have I'm
7: Ashley Larry Donnell Rawlers. And we have a special guest that hasn't oh, done radio man. in 12 oh, years. Oh, man, the
1: legendary. That's right. Iconic. Dave Chappelle.
6: Oh, my God. Good morning. Welcome, sir. <laughs> hey, good morning, man. It's good to see do you. Like feel, do, with you
8: him.
2: do you feel pressure <laughs> to do a great radio interview since you haven't done it in 12 years? Not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I just I'm, I'm, you know, I want everybody to like me. I don't come out and try to do bad. I saw you at the fight, Charlemagne. Yes, I was at the uh, Triple G-Danny Jacobs fight. And I got to tell you, I got excited to see and I realized I've never met this
6: person. <laughs> that's how I felt. I saw yeah. you a few rows up. I'm like, yeah, that's Dave Chappelle. And then you turned around and you saluted. But I'm like, I, I don't think he's doing that to me. So I'm not, I didn't want to salute back at first. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to salute back at first. I'm like, oh, he's talking to me. I told my wife. I said, like, Yo, you see Dave Chappelle? Just say what's up to me. So I'm saying all that to say, you know. I got really good fellatio that night because you said what's up oh, to me.
5: Oh whoa, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> like, wow. like, wow. like, wow. I said, wow.
6: okay. Is that what
5: we're talking
2: about? <laughs> Marital fellatio. <laughs> do you wake and bake in the morning, Dave, or do you wait till after breakfast?" Yeah, yeah, I'm a waiter. I I usually eat late at night. Oh, at night. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah.
6: You said something interesting. You said you you don't ever want to just present something bad. You still feel like you got something
2: to prove cuz you're like critically acclaimed, you're respected by your peers. Do you feel still like you got, got something to prove? No, it's not It's not necessarily you feel like you got something to prove. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's like quality control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to make sure that whatever you offer, you put your best foot forward. You know, that doesn't mean you want to prove anything. It just means you respect the people that respect you. and You want to reciprocate their respect
7: with a good product. You Absolutely. still get nervous when you do shows or is, is, this is a piece of cake to you? Well,
5: one Sometimes. time it didn't work out.
2: Yeah, and that's sometimes it don't work. You know what it's like? And Donnell, you can attest to this. When people ask me, like, do you get nervous when you go on stage? It's like asking a pilot if he gets nervous before a flight. I might hit some weather. <laughs> 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 the I, might, I might hit some weather, but but I feel like normally we, we land the plane. I don't think we've ever not
6: landed. Maybe Detroit, but other than that, that was <laughs> By the way, I, I would never want. My, I would never want to know if my pilot was
2: nervous. By the way, yeah, you want no nervous pilot.
3: I'm just a little confused because everybody's throwing um, so much respect. And Dave, I've been on this show four or five times. When I come here, they don't even look me in my face. <laughs> they don't uh, make eye contact. That's not they true. Twist. Don, no, Every time I come here, y'all on social media, you y'all doing everything.
6: No, no. What? What, what about that time you came and I told everybody? I said, no matter what Donnell says, do not laugh. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he was something Sad. like twenty minutes.
7: Like, so you know, it was like it was like slow motion. So I was like, oh, this looked like a setup. What uh, made you even like Donnell? Was it was what yeah, damn? So damn. damn.
2: Like, like, what was wow. it in Donnell that said, damn. you know what? I could work with this guy. Oh, well, the first time I heard about you, I was I went home to DC, and I went to the comedy club and I asked some old comics like, "What's popping around here?" And everybody was like, "Yo, you gotta see this new kid, Donnell Rawlings." And then I met you. And we had a, we had a swell time, remember that? Yeah, I do. Even all right,
3: swell time. We're gonna leave David, he's kind of regretting it. <laughs> no, no, no. But we didn't have that, yeah. Like, he did, he time, won't man. leave me alone. Yeah. He comes with
2: me everywhere. <laughs> I'm broke, bitch. I watched the like okay, like I watch your show online all the time. Like I watch all you guys. Mm-hmm. I've seen the. I just watched an interview that you did with Neil. Yeah. On yep, Facebook. Yeah, that's my guy. I watched you on a real estate show.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, open
2: uh, house. And then I and I saw you with the DJ award. Yeah,
7: right. I presented awards to you. Yeah, and you promised. You said I'm gonna come on the show. You said I, you know I gotta I need a little time, but I'm gonna come. You yeah, that's right. That's right. You definitely kept your word. Yeah, man. Salute so,
6: so to my guy Neil. Why Why do you think white people
2: gravitated towards you? Your comedy. It's been like that your whole career. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't look at it that way. Like the whites are really gravitating to it. I don't, I, I don't use those. I don't use those kinds of metrics. I think all of us, at some point, we have ventured into some kind of cultural crossroad. Mm-hmm. We're black people, but we're corporate people, and, and we all know, smoke weed. We all smoke weed. We all, you know, we traverse the American landscape. So I don't think there's anyone in America that I'm incapable of communicating to on some level. Now, with everything
7: you. so sensitive now, do you think you could do the Dave Chappelle show and not have backlash? Because it seems like everything is sensitive. You say a word and people are already crying and picketing outside of things.
2: Hey, man, President grass girls by the <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? That's what. That's where it's at, you know? <laughs> you know? And, and comedians wipe out. You know, everybody does. Sometimes you're going to say something that, and you might be wrong, but that's that's the nature of the genre, you know? To not take a chance for fear of that would be would not be being true to the muse. Would you,
7: would you ever apologize if if you said something too far?
2: If 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 I concede, if I actually concede, it's too far. But it's a it's a touchy line, you know. what I mean, <laughs> I go, I like I like it harder. I you, think I think that yeah. No, I'm gonna say you have you have quite possibly the greatest rape joke of all time. Oh, uh, the, the Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah. He rapes.
5: And he says And he says But he, he says. But he <laughs> says. <laughs> was, was,
2: that, was that an observation you was pondering? Or... I mean, you know, the, the thing is, this is the thing. It's tough to talk about jokes because I don't want open the door with all these weird, like, analytics and shit. Like, what does he actually mean by that? That's a slippery slope. But you know, I don't want to antagonize anybody or intentionally offend somebody. Have you come up with an answer for as far as like what should we do with Bill Cosby? Should we still watch his work? Should we still appreciate his art? Do I have an answer for that? Yeah. No, the question, it's the kind of question that makes more questions. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a tough one, man. Because, you know, what he's accused of is very serious. I don't, I don't, I don't like take that lightly. <laughs> However, you know, I don't know. It was 70s, it was times, this crazy is going on. I don't know what I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Right. America's dad is now America's rapist. Yeah, <laughs> but the, what, according to the New York Post, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough
7: one. All right, we got more with Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins. when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club.
7: Howdy, it's DJ Envy, wow. Angela Yee, Charlamagne yes, Tha God, we are The Breakfast Club. We have Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins in the building. Yee.
5: I did appreciate on those specials that you didn't shy away from any topics, because I do feel like everybody's so politically correct. You know, and I also find it ironic that everybody's like he walked away from fifty million, but then you came back and got sixty million doing Netflix Allegedly. Two specials.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, thank God that there was a happy ending to that right. walking away from Chappelle <laughs> show because I could have just never worked again. Mm-hmm. You know, but I never stopped. Even when I was like not in the public eye, I was still playing comedy clubs, mm-hmm. and, and I, I found an altitude that I was comfortable, with, and you know.
7: I had a good time. How many times a day did Donnell call you and beg you to come back?
2: Nah, he didn't call. He didn't <laughs> beg me for nothing.
5: Were you guys always in, in communication? Because Donnell did it for a while. He was in a state of depression after...
2: Donnell was. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I had a tough time myself. <laughs> yeah. He was
5: like, what about me? <laughs> what, about, what about
2: me? I think, you know, when I was gone, I think I stayed. Donnell stayed in touch with me and Neil were cool the whole time, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't as a bad blood amongst as, as, like people assumed that I left in a huff. It, it wasn't like that. I mean, I did leave in a huff. But I wasn't mad at the guy.
3: A lot of people like after you know after he left. A lot of people would ask me you know how I feel about it. Or whatever, are you upset? And I never was upset because. I was doing comedy for a while before I was introduced to Dave Chappelle, and like with anything, you can be t- you can be as talented as you want, but until you get the right platform, nobody will never know about it. Gotcha. So we, you know, the I show, don't know if I gonna... care
6: being a Dave Chappelle sitting here, but go ahead.
4: What's say? <laughs> <laughs> What
8: you
4: mean up with no man? So what do you mean on Chattelle?
3: What you mean? What, what you mean I went on know Chapelle show? What you mean I speak Migo, so I know what happened. But for you know, everybody, you know, the wonder that I've been asked that question a million times that, um, I always felt that I was talented, but again, you need the right opportunity. Like even in sports, you know, you could be a talented person, but until the coach puts you in the game, nobody going never see what you um so you do. So he gave me a platform to do what I've been doing for years, and I think there was an even exchange after all that.
6: Okay, so Dave, do you have
2: a favorite mumble rapper? Because you a hip-hop head. Do you appreciate anything from this generation? Uh, Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I party, too. If I go out and <clears throat> they play Amigos, I listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a favorite mumble rapper? I don't know about all that. Yeah, yeah. I like to be able to say the lyrics, too.
5: Well, I can tell who you really like based on who you have on tour. When you, well, when you do this residency that you're doing in New York City at Radio City, I can see that you handpicked the artist that you wanted to be there.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, you- it's funny, man. That, so this year will be like my 30th anniversary of stand-up. Mm-hmm. I figured, like, why I should mark that occasion, right? Like, you know, it was, you know, this business is hard. Mm-hmm. You you existed in a long time. And it's good to stop for a minute and just appreciate the fact that you... I'm still able to do this. And I'm very lucky to be successful. So it's 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 a it's a celebration. Like, even now, like you'll see my next special. The act I'm doing now, I like it because there's joy in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. I really, you know what I mean? It's like, I went skydiving once. Have
5: you ever done that? No, Envy has.
2: I have, yeah. Okay, I I hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, I
7: like. I, what did you hate about it? Because I, I, I hated going up. I hate the thought of jumping but when out you, of a when plane. You I hate out and watching you're on YouTube the people die. I that enjoyed
2: died. that part, but the, the whole going up part I didn't like. It was, because it was terrifying the entire it time. Is. Like okay, you're I got in. Jumping a man. plane. Yeah, in the beginning it's a plane ride. Then the door opens. Yep. <laughs> and you realize you expected to jump out, and I'm strapped to a guy that I've never met before, <laughs> and I didn't see the shoot pack, and oh my God, I have kids, and all this stuff you're thinking as you edge up to the door. Next thing you know, you're just in the sky. It's no logical reason to be there. No, there's no, you know, mm-hmm. my life didn't depend on it yet. I jumped out of this plane mm-hmm. and you're just falling. And everyone says it feels like flying. But to me, it felt like falling about 120 miles. <laughs> mile. And I was terrified. Mm-hmm. So what did you get out of the situation other than being terrified? Come well, on. the point is when you when the chute lands and you survive it, you go home at night and you eat dinner, food tastes House is quiet and still, and you feel comfortable and safe in your house. You're like, man, I'm glad to be home. Everything's good. So that's what it felt like. It felt like uh, coming back and doing this Netflix special and all that. felt like my shoot opened, and everything's just good right now. Mm. See, I don't so gotta I do got to do all I, that to get that feeling. I'm
6: black in America. All I got to do is just drive through the neighborhood that I live in and make it home without being stopped, and I
2: feel that. exact all right, well, same I life. live in a much nicer neighborhood, <laughs> obviously. <office. laughs> <laughs> <No, just kidding. laughs> I, was kidding. <laughs> I mean, we're all black. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know what you mean, but it's not like I'm going to try to survive a traffic stop just to get that feeling. I mean, it's like, it's the black experience, but I did it. I don't know why I did it, but the point is that now there's just, I'm happy to be doing what I'm
5: doing. Would you do it again?
2: What, quit my show?
5: No. Sky <laughs> <The guy> does. <laughs>
2: Oh, skydive?
5: <laughs>
2: no, I don't think I would, man. Me I mean, either. like, I, I get it. I know what it's about. You know what I mean? I, I just think that, you know, some, it's it's just one of those things. That I didn't even mean to do it the first time. It's a long story.
3: Man. Dave, I hate to do this, but I, I have to put you on the spot. But could you explain to the uh-oh. Breakfast Club what you did to my apple pie a year ago? What?
5: Your apple what? pie? Your Is apple this code
2: for something? No, he's talking. Okay, so we were playing... At the Pabst Blue Ribbon Theater. And the pastry chef and Donnell hit it off the first <laughs> night of the engagement.
5: She was white. And Donnell's like, oh, oh, that's when you lose oh, Donnell <laughs> had a face.
2: No, 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 but, but she was just, no, she was an older woman, real sweet woman. And she really liked Donnell. So I came to work <laughs> and she had baked him a pie. And the pie, had his name stenciled in the crust. Wow. The and
3: I was excited about it because every day she would come to where she says, is there anything that you could do for, um? is there anything special you want? I was like, make me a pie. She was like, that's pretty simple. I said, well, if that's so simple, make me a pie and put my name on the top of the pie. <laughs>
6: <laughs> What'd you uh, would you put your d- in the pie or something? What's the moral of the story? That is correct. Oh, sir. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't,
8: <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. don't,
3: don't, don't it. And I, was it? Uh, I was excited about the pie. Oh, I thought I was you, okay. Sure, no, no, I was showing sure everybody pie. Did, did. I didn't actually put my in it. Would you have still and eaten
2: the pie if Dave would have put no, and in
3: it? No, he kept though. going. He was like, "Cause somebody put that pie in the microwave for three seconds." <laughs> <laughs> so as much as people love Dave Chappelle, he's an evil friend behind stage. Man. That
7: was funny, oh, man. All right, we got more with Dave Chappelle when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Charlamagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club. We have Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rawlings in the building. Charlamagne.
6: When,
2: when the last time you've been humbled, Dave? Humbled? Yeah. You mean like what, professionally or personally? Both. Detroit. Yo, yo, man, life is humiliating. Hmm. Yeah, life... Even for, for you? For everybody. Yo, you think if I'm walking down the street and, I, and a lady says, yo, can I take a picture and she don't know how to work her camera and we all standing there... But you do that because you got, you know, you, you gotta have empathy for people. But life is humiliating. Being a parent's humiliating. Being a husband's humiliating. All of it's humiliating. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. Was it? Was everything worth it? Like
6: everything you went through, like even the the, the, the Chappelle show experience and even walking away from it, was it
2: all worth it? Hey man, yeah, I was I was happy to have that show. You know, I'm sorry it ended the way it ended, but I I enjoyed making that show. It was a it was an experience that very few people would get to have. Right. You yeah, miss it. Yeah. Yeah. You miss it, especially
7: with everything going on and so much material. He's yeah, like, I miss I have
5: a great skit for this
7: because
2: I see something yeah,
7: and, and, and I say, "Damn, I miss the Chappelle Show."
2: Yeah, I miss it too. You know, but I think I don't know if I could do it again though, because I miss it. But then I remember what it was like to do it, and it just wasn't. Might be easier now to make it, mm-hmm. just because of technology and. Yeah, but the internet ruined because. It will not be the same. Yeah, stuff that you want to do, somebody will do on YouTube right. ten times faster and ten times worse. Right. Yeah, it's true.
5: But you did employ a lot of people.
2: It was know. great, yeah. yeah. I worked with a lot of great people. I was doing a show in Atlanta the other night and bumped into, like, some of the guys from the crew. I hadn't seen those guys since I walked off the set. It was good to see them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you remember people fondly, like, after it's all said and done. So, I, you know... I do have bad feelings about how it ended, but I don't have bad feelings about what it was. It was a great experience.
7: Now, how did Charlie Murphy's passing
2: affect you? Because I know you guys were pretty close. Oh, uh, It was tough, man. It was, it was a reality check. I feel very lucky that I got to know him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a very large part of the reason that I got to be successful. Like, literally, he changed my life just by saying, I fought Rick James many times. We were like, what? He <laughs> f***ed Rick James. Fought Rick James. Fought. Oh, I whoa. thought like, he'd say Wow, Jesus, f*** that. what that was. was like, whoa, whoa,
5: f- oh, whoa. <laughs> didn't it, like <laughs> it sound like he said? what it, it sounded like. It didn't sound like
2: that to me. <laughs> I, <heard it> <laughs> I didn't know you could say fuck on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, he said he fought Rick James many times. We he tell us his story at lunch, and it literally from then on it just changed. It changed our lives. You immortalized man. him. Yeah, man. But you know, I I got to like meet and work with Rick and and uh, I mean, you know, Charlie. And he was an OG. Like Charlie's been around the block. He's you know, his brother is Eddie Murphy. He's seen. The epicenter of like the fame that we all wanted to acquire and he had great stories and, and he was also a real nurturing dude. I think he gave me great advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like, I miss his presence, man. I'm real I was real sad to hear that he died. He's know. doing a great
5: job on power. I've been
2: watching. He is doing power. a
5: great job. He on took power. Donnell's job. He did. He,
2: he, did. Did. he definitely took a job <laughs> was That's when job. you
3: busted you in New Yeah, man. But I will say, you know, <laughs> like you when other people get stuff away from yourself, it's hard to celebrate that, but you know, when I found out that Charlie was doing that role, I, I realized that he was probably the perfect person for him. And then, the hindsight, as far as with him passing away or whatever, I just think this it's a nice thing for people to see him being a part of a great body of work like that. And, he's, and, and he did a good job. Did, did
6: Charlie definitely make y'all think about your own mortality? Because I know Donnell called me one day randomly. He was like, yo, I just want to tell you, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, people dying and we, you might die. So I just want to tell you, I love you. You're doing a good job. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs>
3: no, I, I will say, and I know Dave may have different answers. Like, when someone passed away, and so, especially with somebody mm-hmm. that you care about, it makes you think about people important in your life and the people that you respect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I was probably, you know, in my feelings that day. But I, And it was at a time when you just dropped your book. And I'm seeing, like, your transition from not just doing urban stuff, but, like, the, the media run that you did. I'll keep it real. All the white folks that you partnered up with, and all the interviews you did, the- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's taking it to a, to the next level. And another thing, in our community, is not too often that people read books. So the fact that you know a brother put a book out and he got people that wouldn't normally uh, pay attention to that, really, right. like, I know it's hard to say, and I I, I, sh- I didn't say. Um, no homo before I said that I loved you. <laughs> yeah, and I know that's no. what it probably threw you off. And I didn't say pause at the end, right? So, that those cancels my, out. Those my I thought feelings, you was sick. The nah, nah. No way I you called, I sick. thought he was sick. No, I thought he was like... Because in, that's the one time that we really appreciate people. That's real. Is in depth That's right? true. When someone passed away... It makes you think about it. So many times in our life, we get to a point where you say to yourself, I wanted to call that person just to say hi or just to say what's up. Yeah. And you don't act on, on right. those feelings. And then something tragically happen, and then you're like, oh, man, I was Damn. just supposed to call him. So that was me and my mom. You know, like,
2: sometimes on a tour bus, Donnell gets drunk and looks at pictures of his son and cries.
3: Oh, you
5: do? <laughs> I love he does.
2: that.
5: Sniffle you cry.
2: He did, I'm sn- just telling you this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. That's cute, though. I, I caught cute. him
2: doing it a few times. <laughs> you ever met Donnell Big Mama? Yeah, of Stephanie? course. Yeah, yeah she's of course. Great. She's wonderful. We vacationed together.
5: Yeah, I seen that you guys went on the yacht.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> why, is it, why is it well, yeah? Because I thought it was a yacht until I saw Puffy shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh that yeah. the,
5: I thought, so y'all just went on Puffy. No, we had, we had a yacht. Turns out
2: we had a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Turns
5: out we
6: had a
2: boat. You, you know, don't feel
6: the need to compete with stuff like that, though? Not at
2: all. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really, like, really, really happy right now. And I, you know, I appreciate it. Like, my kids are safe right now. I know where they are. Everyone's happy. Everyone's fed and clean and... It's a good look, man. I'm just it's a good Everyone's time. Clean. Yeah, it clean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good look. Now we've seen you pop out with uh, Chris Rock a couple of times.
6: Another legend, another
2: icon. Yeah, he's the he's, that's the homie, man. There's only two of y'all in that space, though. Yeah, Chris is there. Yeah, he's definitely big brother, though. He's like <laughs> he's killing it. I went and saw Zach. Uh, I've seen Zach a few times. One he's doing, he's killing it right
5: now. He's saying maybe you guys would do a tour together.
2: Well, we are we are gonna do two nights together at Radio City. It'll be the first time we've ever. Officially headlining the show, a co headline the show together.
3: And uh, I'm very excited about it. we locking everything down. We got some of the best. Who's um, we Who's, who's, who's we guys. Wait, so
5: you gave down. Now who's we no, so We we're doing one,
3: one or two shows. We, I'm just
6: saying. saying. What well, you say? We? Well, <laughs> don't, don't, don't let me get <laughs> people. Don't let me wrap my up. Don't let me. <laughs> I'm gonna be out of it, Dave. I don't think y'all need no other comedians on those
3: dates. It's gonna be. It's <laughs> and, and, and to be quite honest, I, to be quite honest, you don't. But. You know what I'm saying? We got a team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to do some of the shows. How do you know that? You are forcing yourself on the show? Don't rape this. You just going to rape this show? Y'all so disrespectful. Did you have consent to perform?
4: Y'all so
3: disrespectful. Well, in the event that I have the opportunity to perform, so yeah, the understudy. Yeah, the understudy.
2: He's totally going to be on
7: (laughs) it. All right, we are the Breakfast Club. Now coming up next. Usually we do rumors, but I mean, damn it, man, Dave Chappelle is here. We're going to kick it with Dave Chappelle some more. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club.
7: Now, usually we do rumors right here, but, I mean, Donnell Rawlings and Dave Chappelle is here. Dave Chappelle hasn't done radio in 12 years,
6: so we're kicking it with Dave Chappelle. Charlemagne? I want to ask you, Dave, What do you draw the line when it comes to, like,
2: uh, cultural appropriation? What do you mean? White people appropriating, like, black culture. Uh, okay, this is a controversial question. <laughs> and I'm not sure if the premise I'm not sure if the premise of the question is correct. So for I example, you, Kylie I, and
6: Kendall superimposed their images on Biggie and Tupac
2: T-shirt. And they got T-shirts. Right. Okay. And as a black person or person from that culture, mm-hmm. you feel like they uh I just disrespectful. It's just yeah, disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's a tough one. Did you go see the Tupac movie? No, I, I haven't. I saw it. Did you like it?
5: I don't think it was as terrible as everybody was saying, but it I wasn't.
2: Have, I haven't heard
5: good things. And then someone yesterday said they like, loved it. It wasn't like it starts before Tupac is born and it ends when he dies. That's a long period of time to cover and so many things that happened in Tupac's life. And he was such a complex person and so many different incidents. Did you, that you, mean, you ever at a
2: club when Tupac was there?
5: No, nah, never.
2: It wasn't that much fun. Really? Why <laughs> scary? Yeah, I just remember being in parties, it just felt like a lot of dark shit was around a guy. I liked him. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know him well, but right. I just felt like, culturally, that those were darker times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a gangster Right. You know, and I'm not saying this would be controversial. I don't even, this has nothing to do with the question that you asked me.
6: Oh, I just thought you got out the question
2: like a UFC fighter. I just no, no, you no it was good. You like, know, I did, I did. You <laughs> know, I've been watching Charlotte, man. I was ready for you. <laughs> Everyone was like, just ignore him. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <was>
5: like,
2: I-, <laughs> I just didn't think, yeah, I mean, you know.
5: But do you plan to see it? To just get an idea? For I'm going to
2: watch it at, at home, probably. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. The question you're asking, I think, is a very important question, but I'm not sure how to answer that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because uh, at a certain point, I feel like no one's going to feel that way more than Mm African-Americans. Because we create so much culture, and and oftentimes it's just siphoned from us. And it's almost all that we've ever had. I'm not going to say all we've ever had. We've done many great things, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, but it is American culture too. Kylie and Kendall like they don't understand what they're tapping into. They don't understand. I don't think they were doing that maliciously. I just think that they don't. They're never gonna. You a black dude. They're not gonna see the world. They, if you had some glasses that someone could put on just to see the world, how you saw the world, they'd be probably terrified. Yeah, you know. I heard that interview with you. I, I, I get it. I know what you. mean. Yeah, I get it. But that's a hard question to answer.
5: Do your kids think you're funny?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm their dad, so there's something about me that's corny to them. But <laughs> <laughs> but they but they yeah they get it. They know. Like mm-hmm. my kids are teenagers now. My my youngest son is as old as I was when I started doing stand-up. He's 14. Now. Wow. He started at 14? Yeah, I started really young. Wow. 30 years. I'll be I'll be 44 this. year this summer veteran seasoned yeah and, and it'll be my 30th anniversary I'm, I'm like really proud of that what made you get on stage at the age of 14. the fear of death so what? You do you do you have been thinking about your own mortality well yo we're black dudes in America so right when, when I was in high school my freshman year of high school I talked about it on an actor's studio Almost 600 kids my age got murdered in Washington DC mm. You can't be in an environment like that and that not affect you. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you it made me want to just do whatever it was I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I feel very lucky to get to be forty-four. Right. Which which, you know, now I'm more ambitious and I'm looking forward to paying half price at the movies and <laughs> shit. But before that I didn't <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna live this long, you know. And and I think the fear of not doing what I want to do in life made me do what I want to do.
5: Even but in you- Kevin Hart's book, he talks about doing um comedy because He was just trying to survive too. Like just being funny is what actually helped him not.
2: Yeah, I wonder what makes what makes you believe the stage can save you though. It absolutely did. Look at a guy like Kevin Hart's mother from Philly. He is the number one selling artist on tour on earth from any genre. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very proud that somebody from my genre is at the top of the food chain. right. And it's somebody I remember him starting out. It's, it's amazing to see it, and it absolutely could save your life. What made you think that your fast-talking and, and your uh, liking of controversial questions would take you as far as it That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, yet, <laughs> and yet... And yet... And I've never met you, but you're one of the few celebrities I've met in a long time. Like, literally, I feel like I know you, and I've, I've only seen you once. It means you're very effective at what you do. I in my opinion that. I would say it means you're very effective but I still feel like I can get shot because of my fast I mean, talking and uh. yeah but God forbid no man you've transcended that I mean look anything terrible can happen to anybody but there's some people that get shot that never get a platform that they, they never get to write a book that never get to I mean everybody knows your name you meet famous people they already know who you are it's amazing yeah. You know what's For so weird real. about
3: that? I was so weird. Somebody came up to me want to take a picture they thought I was him. No, they didn't. No, I swear that's to God. Disrespectful I, I was like, I'm that? that? disrespectful no, That's disrespectful. No, that's disrespectful that's me, disrespectful right? him? It not <laughs> happen. I, yo, I swear <laughs> to
5: God. He was like, are you Charlemagne, the God? That's right. I was like, you don't get a
3: come <laughs> up. <laughs> 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 that's disrespectful. Why I are you man?
5: so mad about that, Charlemagne? <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't mad with Morris Chestnut. That's
6: Morris Chestnut. I mean, it's a difference. You know what I'm saying?
5: Morris Chestnut give
6: a mistake with Morris Chestnut Morris Chestnut give a you. Now, that's the big deal. Dave Chappelle gotta go, so
7: let's tell okay. him about Radio Can City. Can I get one more question? Okay, one more I just want to know what's
6: driving Dave in 2017. Like, What's driving you right now?
2: Right now, it's a gentleman named Nestor. Let's get it. Radio City, uh, of course, uh, uh, residency. We look forward
5: to seeing the show. And when, of it, when does that start? You guys
2: gotta and- come, man. Oh, I'm definitely really coming. coming. Uh, it's first through fourth. is... Oh, First for the fourth is uh, me and the roots. All right, you sound like Floyd Mayweather now. I got <laughs> together. Oh, I, I saw you call him out. That was <laughs> the worst <laughs> shit <out. at> ever. <laughs> I know this, this, <laughs> this is bad. There's some cold.
8: Uh-huh.
2: Shit. Who do we hear for tickets? Oh, you guys, you're good. You're good money. <laughs> Until we get to the door, and then we I gotta call Donnell.
3: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winning! Donnell's like, I would never not be be like i out. I beg your pardon. I would love to get that call. Yo, this is a breakfast club. We outside. Huh? Like, you say, know oh, what? What? What'd <laughs> what, 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 what <laughs> you say? What's I mean? that on Maddie Bushy? <laughs> <what you laughs> <say?
6: laughs> well, there you have
3: it. It's Dave Chappelle.
6: Donnell
7: Rollins. Come on. Oh. Say Donnell was in the truth, Damn,
6: Donnell. All right. Donnell Rollins
7: is the breakfast club. Good morning.
6: Man, say the gang donkey other shame man you are a donkey <laughs> It's time for donkey of the day donkey of the day does not discriminate
3: i might not have the song of the day but i got the donkey of the day
6: so if you ever feel i need to be a
0: donkey
3: <laughs> man
6: hit me with the beat ER. it's a breakfast club bitches who's donkey of the day today all right, listen, man. Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation until 2018. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, the Breakfast Club is in 80 plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is. So use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay. If you're new here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day. Donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you. But if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie, but goodie because it's the best of the donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to me, Charlemagne the God. Now, the reason it's going to me is because I consider myself a pretty thoughtful guy. I pay attention to what's going on in the world for the most part, but something has hit me over the past year or so, and it's been heavy on my spirit all week. And if you listen to my podcast, The Brilliant Idiot, you may have heard me speak on it, but I want to speak about it here on The Breakfast Club, and I want to talk to y'all about it. I feel like intellectually and morally, America is declining as a society. I feel like people aren't being morally honest anymore. Moral, moral honesty to me is regardless of what you believe, regardless of your, regardless of your religion, regardless of your political party, you are able to call something right or wrong with no bias. Okay. For example, you know, if you're a white military veteran and you love America, but when you see people taking a knee during the national anthem, and then when you are told why are they doing it because of the injustice that African-Americans are facing in this country at the hands of the police, if you are morally honest with yourself, you will say, I understand. Even if you don't agree with the way they are protesting, you understand why they are protesting. That's being morally honest, okay? Being morally dishonest is acting like they're just being disrespectful to the military and disregarding the flag because they hate America. Now, why am I giving myself donkey today? Because I feel stupid that I am just now realizing that a lot of us men in America have been raised on rape culture. Now, the first time I heard the term rape culture, I was like, what is rape culture? either you rape a woman or you don't but as I have learned what rape culture is let me read the definition for you Uh, rape culture is a sociological concept used to describe a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to society's attitudes about gender and sexuality, rape culture is perpetuated through the use of misogynistic language and the objectification of women's bodies and the glamorization of sexual violence my brothers, if we are being morally honest with ourselves, if you are a certain age like I am, you was born in the late 70s or 80s or Hell, older than that, you were absolutely, positively raised on rape culture. I feel bad and extremely dumb that I didn't realize this earlier in my life. I don't care if it was freak, Nick. Miami Memorial Weekend, Myrtle Beach Black Biker Weekend. It was never normal to feel like you can grab a woman's ass just because it's fat and she's got on biker shorts with Daisy Dukes. It was never normal to grab a woman's breast just because, you know, you saw in Dr. Dre's Nothing But a Thing" video when the girl was playing volleyball and they ran up behind her and pulled her bikini top off. If you ever mimicked that kind of behavior, it wasn't normal. okay? If you are in a fraternity and you ever had women come over and you got them high and got them drunk, you know, that whole ain't no fun if the homies can't have none mentality. You and the rest of your frat ran a train on the girl my brothers that wasn't normal it was rape culture okay movies like uh revenge of the nerds and kids remember those where guys would have sex with passed out women or dress up as other people in order to trick the woman to have sex with them that was rape culture remember porkies remember sneaking up late to watch porkies where they was drilling holes in the wall and peeping at the girls i got homeboys in college who would be hitting chicks from the back and then another homeboy would come in and start hitting the chick from the back without asking her consent when we would get drunk and high with women and they would get inebriated and then we would sleep with them. I'm sorry, my brothers. All of that was rape culture. Hell, I look at some of the things I used to say to women in interviews here on The Breakfast Club and I'm like, bro, you was wild. So when I see all of these sexual allegations coming out over the past couple years from Bill Cosby to Harvey Weinstein to Louis C.K., I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I'm looking at them like Why has this type of pervasion been normalized? And I think it's because a lot of brothers don't think they're doing anything wrong because it's been a common theme in our lives for way too long. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm actually listening to women more and not having these discussions about rape culture with guys. Because that's what we do as men. We start having conversations about rape culture with each other. That's why we don't learn anything. And it's so normalized to us that we make excuses about why we do what we do, uh, have done what we've done, that that's where the whole victim-blaming thing comes into play. And, you know, there's just no excuse. It's not about what the woman wore or what time she was at your house. It's all about accountability. We are in the age of accountability. And if we are being personally accountable and being morally honest, we just have to admit that we were raised on rape culture. And it was wrong. Okay, we were absolutely, we are absolutely in the the age of accountability. And if you're not holding yourself personally accountable, the universe will hold you accountable. Because we see all these people who have been doing dirt in the dark all these years being brought to the light. And I would just encourage everyone to start being morally honest and just admit we were raised on this pervasive rape culture. But we can unlearn all the BS we have learned and make things better moving forward. And it's not like people haven't been trying to tell us. This for years. We just haven't been listening, okay? I, I was once part of the problem, but now I want to be part of the solution. And the first step to that solution is recognizing that you can't heal what we don't reveal. And what we need to reveal and be morally honest about as men is that a lot of us men in America were raised on rape culture, okay? And I truly feel stupid, okay, for not coming to that realization sooner. So please give Charlemagne the God the biggest hee haw, please. <coughs>
8: uh-huh.
7: <coughs>
6: The Breakfast
2: Club.
7: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave himself Donkey of the Day.
6: Yeah, I gave myself Donkey today because I feel stupid that I'm just not realizing that a lot of us men in America have been raised on rape culture. I, I, you know, I just, it's been something I've been paying attention to for the past year, and it's really been on my spirit. You know what I mean? And, and after I saw what what happened with Louis C.K., I'm just like. Wow, Like, it's a lot of things that we normalized, especially if you was born in the late 70s, raised in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. A lot of things we normalized that just were absolutely positively wrong. Right.
5: You know what? We um, interviewed D.L. Hughley for lip service, and he was talking about an incident when he was young. And the older kids on the block were like, yo, come, let's go run a train on this girl. Everybody's, you know, there. And he said he showed up, and the girl was crying. And everything he said It just didn't look right And he he said he helped her Like get her clothes And he said he left And the kids were making fun of him And hitting him And they were mad at him But he was like It just didn't sit right with me I
6: I never partaked in any trains Not because uh, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't going to It's just that my penis Would never
5: get erect And he said he actually The girl's brother When he was walking her back thought that he did something to her because she was crying and she couldn't talk Right. and so he was ready to um, he ran over to, he was about to beat his ass and then finally she was like it wasn't him it wasn't him but he was like you know it just didn't sit right with him right, when not. he saw it happening and she looked like she was in pain it didn't look like it was something that she was with
7: it never sat right with me either even going to the, the Greek Fest in, in Philly Greeks and in Virginia Beach on Labor Day you see it and it's just like you just felt sorry you just felt bad I, I never I never was into it. it it just was one of those things my mom and pops was made sure I knew early don't you dare, it's
6: not right. So I, I was just never in. But, well, um,
7: you, 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 and we've seen it all the time on television. We've oh, absolutely. I mean,
6: yo, listen, Revenge of the Nerds, the guy put on a costume to pretend to be another guy to sleep with the dude's girlfriend. Correct. You know, Porky's, they was drilling holes in the wall and, you know, peeping through the wall at the young ladies. You know what I mean? Uh, think about the movie Kids, at the end of the movie Kids, when the girl was passed out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he slept with the girl. Like, you know, you think about. Songs like "Ain't No Fun If the Homies Can't Have None," or like "Uh, There's Nothing But a G Thing" video, and he ran we up behind up the, the girl top, and right. pulled her bikini top off, or uh, you know, pouring beer all over the girl. Like we were just listen, man. We were we were raised on rape culture. If you was born in the late '70s, '80s, '90s, 2000s, you were raised on rape culture. But when you know better, you just got to do better. Hello, who's this?
7: Yo, this car Carl from Detroit. What's up, bro? We're talking about, were well, you raised on, on rape culture, man? Nah, man. Hey, what's going on, Envy? See the guy, ye? When nah, you? I wasn't raised like that, man. Um,
1: You know, when lines was drawn, man, we always knew right from wrong. You know, granted, we might have had a little fun back in the day playing around. No, well, no, 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 I love my brother. What, what do you was mean fun? by what do you mean exactly. by a little fun? What like, was fun? Ex- explain what not that fun. is. Fun? No, okay, listen. Not fun like I say, man, you know, in, in school and everything. Want to grab the butter tuba but when girls. Okay, you can't sexual do assault. that. That's true You're proving my point you and know, what, it's I okay. I am not saying I'm not saying it's okay. You absolutely right. It's not right. But I'm saying like it wasn't rape culture, man. Like, what do you think rape, man? Like, I don't think it's rape culture, man. Like, I it's not that, man. And, and bro- like I say, man, when, li- when lines was drawn I didn't cross those lines. Anytime that you are
5: sexually putting your hands on a woman in any way that she is not okay with, then that is but I felt just
6: like I felt just like this young man when I heard the term rape coach. When I heard that term a couple of years ago, I was like, What is rape coach Either you rape a woman or you don't. But then, when you start really realizing what rape culture is, and it's the sociological concept used to describe a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized, and misogynistic language and the objectification of women's bodies, and feeling like you got entitlement over a woman's body, feeling like you can just grab her ass because you want right. to—that is rape culture. Don't, I know the word "rape" throws you off, but it's rape culture. Well, even in elementary school, and high school, it was—that's what people did when girls walked by the hall, guys would grab their ass. If you didn't, you was considered a sucker. Or they would call you the gay slur that rhymes with maggot, and then you
5: would turn around what? on the bus and scream on everybody and go crazy, and everybody would just be laughing at you.
6: That used
7: oh, to that happen all the time. And from a woman's perspective, so no, yeah. no, but that used to happen yeah, all the time. I used to see girls yeah. on the bus doing the same thing. Hello, who's this? Yeah, how you doing, this Nardo? Nardo, what's up, man? We're talking about rape culture. Was you was you raised on rape culture? Yeah, we was,
9: man. Back if you from the '80s, if you are '80 baby, man, you definitely was. Mm-hmm. I can't I cannot deny that. And Selma hit it definitely on the head with that one. Um, and it still would get though. There's still some brothers that's around our age, you know, 40, 45, and they're still doing the same thing, man. This stuff is getting old, man. You know, we got children out here. I was a single father. I raised two daughters. And that's what really made me realize that,
2: you
7: know, that ain't something to play with, you know. I I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, brother. And you know what, too? And and, and especially with my daughters, I have three of them. And I tell them, I'm like, if somebody touches you in a disrespectful way, you know, you don't have to come. You don't have to fight back. But call me immediately because we're going to handle this. We're going to nip this in the bud immediately. This is not going to It's not cool. It's not funny. It's not a joke. And
6: call me immediately, and we handle it. And my brother, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but we got to be morally honest with each other and just admit we were raised on rape culture. The way we were raised just wasn't right, bro. The things we did back then just wasn't right.
5: And I remember, even in kindergarten, I remember this this kid used to always try to kiss me, and I would tell the teacher, and she would just act like it was no big deal.
7: Because it was, it was cute. That's what they considered it cute at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Were you raised on rape culture? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlamagne gave himself donkey of the day.
6: Yeah, I gave myself donkey of the day because I just feel stupid that I'm just not realizing that a lot of us men in America have been raised on rape culture. And, you know, I, I one, one thing that I'm realizing from the call is a lot of people don't really know what rape culture is and I promise you I was the same way a couple years ago I heard that term rape culture and I was like what is rape culture either you rape a woman or you don't I ain't ever raped a woman but then when you learn that it's just a sociological concept used to describe a setting in which rape is pervasive and it's the misogynistic language and the objective objectification of women's bodies and the glamorization of sexual violence you're like Uh, yeah. Even
5: in the work environment when people have interns that work for them and hire interns and they feel like they can just talk to them any kind of way and flirt with them and take them out because as an intern, you probably feel like, man, I got to kind of do what this guy is saying to do because, you know, this is my job and I'm trying to get ahead.
6: And the reason I'm talking about this, man, is because I'm just looking at all these sexual allegations that have been coming out over the past couple of years from Cosby to Weinstein to Louis C.K. and... I'm looking at them like they crazy and I'm wondering why this type of rape pervasion has been normalized. And I just simply think it's because a lot of brothers don't think they're doing anything wrong because this rape culture has been a common theme in our lives forever.
7: No. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's getting better or getting worse? And the reason I say that is, you know, when I was when I was younger, there was probably one strip club in New York City. Now there's probably 50 and it seems like in the strip club, guys will grab a girl's ass and they think it's okay. But that's, I mean, don't you but think do that's they a little do that different outside of it? No, but you're not supposed to. Are they to... grabbing the stripper's ass? Yes. Well, Isn't
6: that the point? Not I'm gonna say I think it's getting better, and I'm gonna tell you why I think it's getting better. Not, when you're I speak, not at, to. when I speak at these colleges, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk to these these young these younger dudes, they're they're a little more woke than we were. Really? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're recognizing that the things that we were doing were wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the ones right. kind of hipping me to the whole rape culture thing and. I guess the feminism aspect. And they get rid of, of a lot
7: of it. Like, I, I don't see Philly Greek anymore. There's no Greek Fest anymore. Mm-hmm. Ain't no Freak No Nick. Freak Nick. No no, they, they tried to bring it back. Labor Day in, in, in Virginia year. Beach anymore. Like, they yeah. get rid of a
6: lot of those things as well. I think, I think, I, I can honestly say I think it's getting better. Okay. I think it's getting better. Hello,
7: who's this? What's up? This is Gary. Hey, we're talking rape culture this morning. Were you raised on it?
6: Yeah,
9: bro. I was definitely raised on it on 42, born But, you know, in the 80s, they had a bunch of movies out. I- like he was mentioning, that Porky, 16 candles, Basic Instinct. We grew up on stuff like that. You feel me? Where he mm-hmm. was showing it all. You feel me? Like on Basic Instinct. Sharon Stone liked rough sex. You feel me? She liked getting choked and like getting pounded. And after seeing that being legit, you know, you want to experience that too when you get with a girl. You know, you might be a little rough with her. you you testing the limits, you seeing how everything works. And unfortunately, a lot of women, they do like it. But we did grow up. Running trains on girls, saving panties in the box under the bed. We got it from TV, you know, like the did now. They see stuff on TV and rap videos, they actually go do it. We did it in our own way. We ain't go to jail for rape. Most of us didn't. We still out here. But the ones that didn't know how to control themselves and took it a little further, them the ones that ended up in prison. But mm-hmm. everybody else know how to keep it in the house under wraps you know, between you and her or you got multiple people and, uh, you know, but, you know, some people know how far to go with it. But we definitely grew up in a rape culture.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, bro.
7: Hello, who's this? This is Jake Tobin from Dayton, Ohio. What's good morning, up? and God bless you, y'all. No, good morning. Now, you said you were raised on it. You seen your dad doing it. Yes, yes.
1: And it was just crazy. Like, yeah, my mom may be one of his baby mamas. We're going to skip past that. But he on the after-hour joint, like a bootleg, whatever. All the little females, yeah, they was of age, legal age. But just to see him walking around, be able to stick his tongue out, kiss a girl on her face and grab and all that and stuff like that from seeing older people in my family just paying like they 50 and 60 years old paying 18 and 20 year old girls to have sex with them and stuff and then like Fresh
6: Prince was one of my favorite shows Will Smith used to do it all the time like this think about a movie like The Wood (laughs) when they (laughs) dare the dude to go run up to the girl and grab her ass that seems so innocent So
1: that's why I said I could totally agree, like, and then how you brought up Revenge of the Nerds. I never feel comfortable with that. I'm like, how can somebody just have a mask on and then after she find out? it ain't her dude. She's still cool with it. Right. But that's just crazy. Like, I totally agree. And men, we need to be accountable for our actions. We can't worry about if a girl half-dressed and drunk and high and all that. Like, we some perverts for real. Yeah, like, we've been like, gross. We we've been gross together.
7: for a long time, my brother. I don't remember seeing it on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did y'all?
6: I don't remember seeing it on Fresh Yeah, Friends. I don't know what happened on there. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. But anyway, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is when you know better, you gotta do better. And you know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, you can't heal what you don't reveal and a lot of us men in America you know just have to admit that we were raised on rape culture and you know if you if if you've been part of the problem for a long time now it's just time to be part of the solution you know you gotta have personal accountability and you gotta have moral honesty like there is no way that you can look back at the the late 80s early the 90s the early 2000s and say to yourself that was the type of behavior we should have been displaying so if you know better you just simply gotta do better man